2: Big show served up hot and fresh. Live from the Lakeland University Studios. Lakeland University is now offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at Lakeland.edu, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, along with the franchise Tim Allen, who joins us now, host of the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball post-game show on 1250 AM. The fan in Milwaukee for the last 17 years. Follow him on Twitter at Tim Allen Rance. Time to talk some. Brewers baseball with Tim. We were asking this question prior to you coming on. Where is your optimism level at for the second hmm.
1: half of the Brewers season? I'll buckle in for a bunch of fun down the stretch here. Are you kidding me? Not surprised. I mean, yeah. we're, we're right, right in the middle of the heat of battle here. This is a, this is a baseball season that uh, you know it can take some twists and turns, and and it has. And I don't believe they played their best baseball for any long stretches of time here. And that to me is why we should be optimistic about, about this stretch drive. They're going to make some changes here. Um, you know, we are waiting on some information anytime now could happen any day negotiations and the draft is now past us. And so. You well, know, now it's now it's time to, we're going to see what these players are. And this, this is the fascinating part for me. You know, people say, well, let's, let's bring some bats in here and let's get some relievers in here. And what are they going to do? Maybe they'll get a starting pitcher and all this. The, the, their success is going to be built upon what comes from within these players. And, you know, there's four regulars in this lineup right now that are batting two, in their 220s. There's four of them. Adamas and Arias and Talez and Wong, all of them in the two twenties. That guys, that's gotta come from within. There's no magic pixie dust, as Ned Yo says, and sprinkle a little dust on there and they're all gonna hit, you know, three oh five on the way out. That's gotta come from within those guys. It's gotta come from within a guy like Brandon Woodruff and it, who's been doing better since coming off the I.L. It's got to come from with him to have just, just dominating starts like burns, Eric Lauer, steady Freddie. He's been a little bump there in, in uh, June, but it has to come from within the collective group of these guys. And under Craig Counsel, I expect some of that. Now, how long? I don't know that that part of it. Just don't know because some more twists and turns could come here in the second half. This is
2: the thing. Um, I, I I'm not convinced that one hitter. I mean, outside of Soto, they're not getting Soto. So outside of one hitter uh, is going to come
1: into this lineup and fix it. I don't think they're Happened one for Adamas last year, didn't it? Uh, yeah, but when the... he came in, this team was all of them across the board got better offensively.
2: Sure, and then it, they lost in, against Atlanta in a series that everybody expected them to win at the end of the day. Look, I mean, I just maybe you disagree with me, but you look at World Series teams normally, and I'm sure there are exceptions to this rule, but normally there's going to be one or two hitters that the opposing pitcher kind of circles and fears in that lineup that they don't really want to have guys on base when they deal with these guys or they'll work around them to get to somebody else in the lineup. There is not a single person in this Brewers lineup right now, nor anybody that they will acquire outside of Soto, that will put the fear of God into any pitcher in Major League Baseball. That is a problem.
1: Well, you hope that if they do bring in a bat, that he's that guy, and then it makes the guy before him and after him a little more feared. See, the
2: problem is, is Yelich is getting paid a lot of money to be the guy he's not. Then Willie Adamas got all of our hopes up unnecessarily. It appears that he was going to be that guy that everybody was going to fear at some point this year. And he was going to bounce back. It appears that they caught lightning in a bottle last year with Willie Adamas at this point. And then Rowdy Tellez, you know, came out of nowhere like guns a in the first half of this year again. And now we've result, we, you know, went back to Rowdy Tellez again. I, th- th- again what we're asking to happen in order for this team to go to a world series you're asking for like you said it doesn't have to be the four guys you said but like four guys have to have to have the complete opposite second half as to what they had in the first half and keep it going through the entire postseason that is a big ask can they make the playoffs with with what they have absolutely they can win the
1: division with what they have probably but to go to a World Series with that what they have, I just I, I don't see that it. part that part of it they've got to get hot. And that's that's the thing. They didn't lose the World Series. They didn't lose their season in the first half here. And that's the that's the key key point here. If you if you look at all all the metrics, analytically they're offensively, they're sort of middle of the pack, although the batting average is down to twenty fourth in the league, which I have a, a big problem with, but you know, outside of that, the runs scored are are right there in the center of of the league, and you know, same with same with some of their um, uh, pitching uh, metrics. That's a little bit higher. You know, I'm seeing some eighth in there in terms of ERA, but generally speaking, they're right in the middle. They, they've kept themselves middle of the fairway here for a stretch drive. That's to that to me is 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 just prevalent here. That they didn't lose it, and this this season could have spun out of control, something fierce. It, it could have, and and it didn't. And so they're still in it. Are they? Are they this uh, 2018 joggernaut? not? Are they this uh, Dodger-Yankee you know stack lineup? Well, of course not. They're, they're just not. But that doesn't mean that they've lost the whole season. They they they're going to stretch drive this thing, council, much the same as we we look at a a bad run or a bad trend of heading into all-star breaks under Craig Council. That's been horrendous. I mean, it's just been awful. Now, he will tell us that's fun with numbers. You know what he's going to say about that. Oh, you guys are just, you know, you guys are doing what's, what's your record on day games and night games, and you're just having fun with numbers. Well, no, okay. If, if that's a trend, then is it still fun with numbers when you finish strong on your stretch drives for the most part with, with all of your baseball teams? Maybe not. I think there's something to that. What are I do. what I I'd like to know those numbers. Maybe we can you can do that research on the post show one of
2: these nights. I'd like to know what his what his stretch runs are in the last, I don't know, 10 14 games last every year.
1: year. Yeah, last year was bad because it was this whole yeah. debate rest uh, versus rust and yep. you know, trying to stay healthy in our job. I had a problem with that too. Just, you know, again, Craig Council's got to get better too. He's a good manager. He's going to become a great manager, but He's got to get a little bit better. But when he said, our job right now is to stay healthy, well, that's always your job, isn't it? Just stay healthy. That, that should be across the board. That should be game one or 162. It, it wouldn't matter. But I think uh, players want to stay in a, in a rhythm. And last year may, may have been the, the outlier here. But, man, he's, he's gotten his teams just, what was it, up? Uh, 32 and 5 stretch a few years ago. I mean, there were some just dominating August and September. So, if that happens, then they roll into the postseason with, with, with a head of steam here. And I think they have, again, maybe it's just the fan in me a little bit. I'll, I'll admit, okay, I shouldn't say maybe. Some of this is the fan in me a little bit, but they are in position to get on a roll. They've got the the resources to get on a roll down the stretch, and part of that is Craig Council at the helm. He knows when it's crunch time, it's go time now. Now, is he going to make some mistakes with the bullpen management, with a rotation that, you know, I don't understand any of that rotation heading into the All-Star break, but maybe it's going to make sense down the line. I think he's the guy that could take these resources that a guy like Adamas gets scorching hot into the playoffs. Um, Rowdy Tales gets on a home run binge. We actually see some drive power by Christian Yelich. All of those things could happen. It's not like that it's not like they won't happen. No one can assure you of the fact that these things won't happen. I can assure you they will, but I think they're in a position for if it's Hey, if if it's go time and they step up, who knows? You never know. Let
2: me ask you this. Uh, Are there regular uh, day-to-day players, position players, that you're willing to move to get better bats at different positions? So let me use a couple of examples. Number one, Colton Wong, who has been god-awful. You know, Urias goes to second, and now you're able to get a third baseman and a Mm -hmm. bat to come in here and help out. Narvaez is one that I've been hot to trot about lately, and that helps you to get an outfielder or whatever you may be looking for it in at bat. And let me point to what just happened. I brought this up before you came on, you know, Narvaez is here fine. Not necessarily playing a ton. Caratini seemingly gets more playing time than he does. I think. And then you have Severino who, if they didn't want, he wouldn't be on this roster. They would have just cut ties and moved on. He's not eligible for the postseason. Then out of nowhere, here comes Feliciano from the minors, to come meet with Brewers Brass about catching and so forth. He could have done all of that in Nashville. There's no reason. The only reason I can come up with, and you even have that conversation is, hey, man, look, if we're able to move Narvaez, or maybe you say one of the catchers, whatever, you may be in a situation where you're going to have to be our backup catcher in September and going into the playoffs, and you need to be ready to go. And we wanted to make sure you were aware of this, uh, you know, going into the all-star break of what you need to work on so you're ready to go in September. Right, I, I have mean, a feeling that was a conversation. Because all this nonsense about oh, better framing of pitches and so forth. Man, he's got coaches down there. If they're not doing their job, fire them and bring in somebody that will do their job. So I don't I don't buy that. There there's more to that story, I think, than what meets the eye.
1: Well, and we have to remember that as you said, Severino's not eligible for the postseason. That does leave them. A catcher's short if yeah, they trade Narvaez, right? If Omar's going, I just don't see that happening. That is so risky. Now now with Feliciano uh, coming up uh on the taxi squad, I mean you and I have had the conversations over the years, and I know I've been slammed a little bit on, on this philosophy. It's more than just baseball when you bring these guys up to the big leagues. It is. It's a comfort zone. Where do I show up to the ballpark? Where do I catch the bus? Where do I where's the John around here? If I got to go right, you know, all of those things play a part. And I think that played a part in Mario Feliciano being on that taxi squad to just kind of get that essence of baseball just in case. I don't believe it was a, a plan B, C or D that if they trade Omar, I think it was a plan B, C or D if Omar gets hurt. Right, or if Caratini gets hurt, or if there's multiples, or someone else gets suspended, that's uh, that's what I think it is. I would be shocked to move Omar, and you're sitting there with Caratini and Feliciano into the postseason. I I wouldn't say you're much, in huge trouble, but you're you're in a little bit of trouble. But Tim,
2: how much is that second catcher going to play in the postseason? I mean, Caratini could legitimately start every game. Manager Caratini could start yeah, every game at catcher. It's a right. Yep. Caratini yeah. can start every game at, at, at catcher, and then Feliciano comes in to pinch hit or whatever the case may be later in
1: a game. Dude can hit. Yeah. I'll give you Feliciano's going to hit. Yeah. And so they're, they're, for the future, they're they're set. But that catching situation, it's you work with your strengths, and that is that starting rotation to keep you in every game. Yeah. That has to be – with what's going on with the offense, guys, With what's going on in the back end of the bullpen – you have to have what you do best and protect it, and that's the starting rotation. It's got to be the battery.
2: What about uh, something that Doug Melvin always used to say? Uh, every time we would have Doug Melvin on, he'd be like, oh, well, let's see what we do in the couple of weeks leading up to the deadline. That'll determine kind of what I'm going to do. Do you think that plays right now with David Stearns and Matt Arnold, that if this team isn't playing well in the next uh, week and a half or so going into the deadline on August 2nd, uh, that may determine either him standing pat and sitting on his hands and not doing anything, um, or maybe not being as aggressive as maybe he would be if this team gets
1: hot? I kind of don't think so. I, I don't think they're going to put their whole season on, you know, a, a, a span of six or eight or ten games. I I just I think they know what they've got. So whatever the philosophy is heading into the trade world is going to be based on what they've experienced already. So that being said, what is, what is Stern's all about? He's not going to give up a ton and go all chips in if this isn't a player acquired that has team control moving forward, it's just not going to happen. He might acquire one of those guys and Eduardo Escobar knowing full well that he's not going to sign him after this, you know, next couple of months, but not, he's not going to give a ton for it. And, and so if it's a, like a Hunter Renfro, you acquire a bat like that, just say it's that's a guy similar to him, a guy like that. Then and he's got some team control for a year or two. Yeah, he'll. I think he'll give up some capital to do that. They know what they've got here. They, they've invested so much in this pitching staff philosophy, playing defense up the middle. That's a different conversation. That needs I don't to want to talk too. about. I don't want to talk about the draft.
2: Please don't bring up the draft. I don't want to talk and about the draft, the draft. Is all up the middle. I hate it. I hate everything having to do with this last draft. But, again, hopefully the kids all work dude, out and so forth. Dude, dude I, hate I, it. I,
1: I would remind you and everyone else, go look, at, go look at the change from the scouting director and the scouting department before Todd Johnson got in control. I think you'll see a huge difference like I did. I just did it a couple of weeks ago. I,
2: I don't know, like, wow. but there there is a huge bop in first baseman from Texas, Melendez, who I wanted going into this thing. And originally I said second round. You know, because, you know, he probably won't go in the first round. Then as the draft's happening, that night I'm going, he's never going to make it. They better go get him. And I knew they weren't going to because they don't do that. Instead, they take some short dude uh, that has marginal power that they hope works out. And Melendez hits 32 home runs at Texas last year as a first baseman. And you're telling me you don't need that? But instead, we're going to hope this under
1: six-foot dude ends up playing first base in five years? Well, no, they're saying they're they're, they're contact guys, bat to ball skills, and maybe they see the writing on the wall with contact guys and some shift rules changing. That you got a little more holes out there. When do they get a first or a third baseman? Tell me. It might be.
2: It might be today. It might be in three. You had one in Benellas and you traded him. I mean, that guy can flat-out hit from Oak Creek. That guy can flat-out hit. He went in a trade already. They actually drafted one and then moved him right away. He's the franchise Tim Allen. Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer, catch Tim Allen after each and every one of these Brewer games the rest of the year. G. Wagner Plumbing Baseball post-game show on 1250 AM. The Fan in Milwaukee. You can listen on your Odyssey app as well. Follow him on Twitter at Tim Allen Rants. Tim Allen, thank you so much. Yep, see everyone tomorrow night. Okay,
0: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.